Hi, my name is Marcy Lundy. Today is Tuesday, February 16th, 2021. And this is the Cult of Kindness podcast. Uh, I hope you're keeping warm. I know that a large portion of the U.S. is freezing right now. Uh, I live in Colorado, and so we are still cold, but on the tail end of a very bitter, brutal cold. Uh, um, It was so funny this past Saturday. I was just talking about how the extreme cold just made me feel angry. (laughs) You know, it was like my kindness just didn't want to show up (laughs) because it was just bitterly cold. So uh, it's nice to kind of feel like, uh, at least here in Colorado, we're kind of getting to the other side of it. And uh, that's just part of winter, huh? But not a fan of extreme cold at all. So I hope you are all doing well. Uh, If this is your first Cult of Kindness podcast, welcome. The Cult of Kindness is here for those of us who are on a kindness journey, if you will. Some of us have always been kind. Some of us fell off a bit. We just need to get back on track. And some of us have uh, stopped being kind because we feel like it's misunderstood. It's for everyone. I welcome you. You could call it the master class of kindness. <laughs> no judgment. We're all on this journey together for the greater good. So the book that we are currently reading is Humankind. It's written by Ashley Island. And this week, uh, first of all, um, I chose this book initially not knowing that it was a woman of color, a black woman to be exact, that wrote it. And, you know, I just thought, oh, that's very cool because as as I'm also a black woman, you know, just growing up, I've always been different. You know, I am not what someone would traditionally think of when they think of a black girl. And <laughs> it was nice to come across this book and, and it, you know, it's someone who was basically on the exact same page as I am. And this week, what we're going to be discussing uh, is kindness and color. I just loved uh, the part of the book where she was talking about, as a young girl, she went to a private school and, you know, she was like, if not the only black girl, one of the only black children there. I can completely relate to that. That's how it was for me, um, basically from kindergarten on. from age 12 to 15, I lived in Alaska. And that was probably the most exposure I had to uh, 
black people, other black kids. And it wasn't like there was tons of us, but there was more than usual, where generally I was always the only black girl in class. And it just was like a way of life. I would be surprised if I saw someone else other than me, you know, in the class that was black. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's funny because growing up that way, I always say, um, I feel like I was at an advantage in regards to getting in the world and, you know, I wasn't always looking for other black faces. I didn't feel the need to do that because they were not ever around to begin with in life. So I feel comfortable in that regard. And uh, at the same time, um, when there's not black people around, you, you know, you're aware, not because I was like, oh, I'm the only black girl around. There's usually at least one individual who will make you aware of it in just in case you didn't happen to be aware. And so uh, this week I chose to uh, talk about kindness and color based off of uh, one of the chapters in the Humankind book. So one of the things that Ashley Island talked about in this chapter, she said, curiosity shapes and forms us. Sometimes we become nosy, jealous, or envious of another's experience. Let's touch on curiosity shapes and forms us. And growing up as one of the only black girls or black children period in classes, it wasn't a big deal on my end, you know, uh, because those, that's just how it was. You know, in our neighborhood, we were the only black family. Uh, and, you know, uh, when I was a little girl, we lived in Chula Vista, California. And then, like I said, for a period of time, I was in Alaska. And my teenage years were spent in Washington State. And where my parents bought a house in Washington State, it was definitely, we were like the only black family and I was the only black girl on that bus route. And, you know, uh, like I said, it was never necessarily an issue for me, but there's always someone who will point it out at some point, not on a daily basis, but at some point. And uh, it could be because of their curiosity. Uh, It could be because they're being nosy. It could be because they're being jealous. (laughs) It could be because they were envious or it could be because they just had no idea about black people. And, And I just was like, this, this being that's like 
what is this? Who is this? Because um, I'm someone who I'm different no matter what the setting, no matter what the nationality of people is around. I just do my own thing. I always have. And so it's, it's going to stick out. If I was in a group of black people, I'm still going to stick out because I do things differently, which for me, I've always worn that as a badge of honor. And I, I think that it's been a privilege to always have been comfortable being different because there's so many people I see, they try perhaps to want to be different because they feel very vanilla or like they don't stand out. And I've always, had a lot of pride and taken pride in being different be it just the only black person or just my personal style so you know uh naturally growing up as the only black girl um i had crushes on who who happened to be around and this is something that I think had nothing to do with only being around people who were not black. So coming up in Chula Vista, California, a lot of my friends were Mexican, white, or half Mexican and half white. Um, and my crushes would be, you know, little white boys or little Mexican boys. Now, truth be told, uh, I am black, meaning both of my parents are black. But my mother, uh, she she loves like Italian men and men with red hair. And I just always give her a hard time lovingly. I'm like, I really don't even know how you ended up with a black husband because she loves Italian men. And like I said, men with red hair. She thinks that Prince Harry is the bee's knees. and. <laughs> You know, it's just, it's so cute. But both uh, me and my sister, you know, we have always liked white guys. Like, aside from them always being around, it was just a part of us. And I just always tell my mother, well, you know, you are like that. And I feel like it, I just jokingly tell her. So that's a birthmark. You just pass that on to us. But I think that I know that I'm going to just be bold and say, I know that it is a total advantage to go into the world and, you know, where interracial dating at this point is not really a thing. Uh, people, I think, feel very comfortable uh, trying to uh, see if love exists outside their nationality, you know. Um, it For me, it's been wonderful coming up and never feeling limited. Like I could only look at other black boys or black men or or only do certain things with my hair because I was black. I have never, ever felt limited like that. And not only is that freeing, it, it allows me to go through life light, if you will. And that also contributes to how easy I personally feel that it is to be kind. I have never had any weight on my shoulders. I 
often tell my husband, my parents never told me and my sister, you have to work twice as hard to get half as far. And, you know, some people of color may hear that and think that's terrible. My parents never said that. But I, I actually cannot imagine how it would have been if they had told me that I would have felt perhaps defeated before I even experienced life just freely. To be able to experience life freely gave me the comfort, uh, gave me a sense of happiness, kindness that some may not explain or some may not understand. And I cannot explain it other than that I didn't ever go out of the door into the world with any sort of weight on my shoulders. I have always felt the world was my oyster. I've always had the ability to offer kindness. No burdens have I ever felt. And I think that I, I think that it was so helpful. I am so appreciative that they did not raise me that way. And I really think that although different, if you are raised in an environment where you are the only black person or the only Asian individual or the only white person, when you become an adult, it allows you to navigate through the world differently than others. And that differently puts you at an advantage because you feel a level of comfort and a level of acceptance. And it, where you're able to, you're really able to move through the world freely and with kindness, it helps a lot. You know, there are so many things I'm just now learning as a 42-year-old woman. Experience of, of Experiences of others that are uh, Black individuals. And it's just heartbreaking to me because I cannot imagine coming of age with all of those things in my mind. I cannot. I really cannot. So curiosity shapes and forms us. It does. And I think that, you know, if at a young age you are exposed to someone being around you who doesn't look like you, uh, it is helpful whether you're the black person that's the only one in the class or, you know, there was all white people but you are around this other black individual and and it sort of gives you a head start because it's like, oh, well, you know, I knew Marcy and Marcy was just like me, you know. Yes, her her skin was caramel and, you know, she loves big hair. But Marcy likes the same things that I like. And Marcy is very relatable. And Marcy is nice. And Marcy is kind. 
And you know, it was like I was an example and didn't even realize I was an example as a child. And you know, that is, that is really to think about it, like, I'm so glad that it didn't matter much to me being the only black girl because perhaps I would have been trying hard to fit in, but it was so natural and common that I always fit in. Those were always my friends. We all liked the same things, you know? It, kindness is introduced there without you even realizing it. And if you were a child and you're exposed to someone that's another nationality, when you grow up or you go off to college, it's not a big deal. Because even if it was just one black person or one Asian person or one Hispanic person, you know, it wasn't anything that was foreign to you. You you don't feel uncomfortable or guarded. You know that this person is very similar to yourself. And that's important. I also like where she said, curiosity can be a catalyst for a real relationship or it can isolate and exotify, making someone feel completely other. Now here is what I was talking about earlier, where it was never a big deal for me to be the only black person. It was commonplace most of the time, but there's always one, there's always one. Now I remember when I was in high school and Phyllis, I think she was there through senior year. So Phyllis was another black girl who happened to go to high school with me, which it was like, there was maybe three of us. (laughs) Uh, And Phyllis had my back, you know, I had never asked Phyllis to protect me or anything like that. She just had my back. Phyllis was from the South side of Chicago. Uh, She was kind of heavy set just a total sweetheart very funny so if you want to get an idea of how Marcy was in high school I was model thin (laughs) kind of tall I looked taller because I was thin Um, I loved the movie Clueless I loved Joey Lawrence (laughs) I I was a total girl's girl. I was the girl next door and I was not the blonde, blue-eyed girl, but I was the girl next door in black form. So my friend Phyllis, I'd been having problems with, um, there was a couple of people. So my high school boyfriend, my high school sweetheart, I talked about him last week, he was white like blue eyed blonde, tall, white. And there were a couple of people who had 
you know, that people would stare at us because we were the only interracial couple in school. This is 19, let's say, 95 to 1997. So, you know, we were like unicorns. We were tall, skinny. I'm black with big hair. He's white and skinny. So, (laughs) you know, it was funny. We were just, we would do our own thing. We were not paying attention to others. And it's funny, you know, having conversations with people after, you know, many years after, and they would always say, oh, you know, I thought it was so cool to see you two together. And and it was because we were the only interracial couple at that school. And we, we stuck out, you know? There were some people who weren't cool with it or they were uncomfortable with it. They didn't understand it. And of, there was more people who were okay with it than these people. So my friend Phyllis, I specifically remember her going to my fifth period class. She just skipped her class and came in with me because in that class there was uh, about three people that I had problems with. They were guys. And I mean, it was so funny. It was just like we were all waiting for class to start for our teacher to, it was my psychology class and we were waiting for the teacher to start. And my friend Phyllis just made this announcement. She was like, (laughs) she said, Marcy's the most beautifulest girl in this class and let that be known with her Chicago tone. It was so funny. (laughs) It was like, it was so random. It was so funny. Uh, It made me feel embarrassed and good at the same time. Uh, No one had anything to say because no one was going to mess with Phyllis. And I, it, it was so awesome. You know, I even current day tell my husband about her. Uh, I like, you know, for her to support me like that, I think that she could probably pick up, even at that young age, that I was so green and that it wasn't unnatural for me to be in these environments where I was the only black girl oftentimes. And she supported me and I just uh, I wish I could find her now she's just she really she really helped me to sort of see things where I was just like you know this is my world this is my life but she was the black girl who came into my life and she was like no you know these few people here who who don't get you, I, you can't let that just be. And that was a level of kindness that was like mind blowing, mind blowing. I'm so awesome. You know, these other individuals, and it could possibly have been the thing where they were just, just so uh, unaware of, because I wasn't, I think I was hard to digest because I wasn't the stereotypical black girl. And then I was just different period. They didn't know what to do with me, those particular individuals. So they felt threatened and perhaps it felt good to be nasty. 
I always kept kind. I always kept my head up. I always continued to be myself. And you know, that is where kill them with kindness also comes into play. Because I'm literally not killing you with kindness on purpose. I'm just continuing to be myself. And, and at that point, people either just really don't know what to do and they back off or they respect that and in time become your friend, which I've experienced both. So, you know, sometimes people have put me in the category of other because they didn't get me. It wasn't necessarily because I was black, they just didn't get me. And it's okay not to get some individuals, just respect them. If they're cool and they are nice to you, just respect them. Also, she said, sometimes curiosity doesn't lead to great discoveries. Sometimes it leads to years of confusion. And that's why I just said, you know, if you don't understand someone, they're different from what you consider to be the norm, it's okay. If they are nice people, if they're good to you, even if they're not good to you, even if it's just different to you, and you don't really have any interaction with them other than maybe seeing them at work and just a quick hello, be, be kind to them. We're all human. We're all we're all doing this thing called life together. We can make it easier on one another by being kind to one another. You know, when something's different, it doesn't need to be shunned. And actually the gift of having exposure to things or individuals that are different is to learn about them, get to know them. and always be kind. Near the end of the chapter, Ashley Island says, I spent years trying to remind myself that I was one of the lucky few. I am so on board with that, I agree. And I'm one of the lucky few to have that exposure to have always been different and the quote unquote only one of me, <laughs> the only black girl. It's a gift. It was a gift to me as I feel I can move through the world very easily. I don't feel some of the limitations that others may feel. and. It was a gift to the people I grew up with as I was their first exposure to someone that was black. And as I'm sure all of them would confirm, I was just like them. <laughs> just a normal, fun-loving individual. That was kind. 
And I have to say, it really makes my heart smile when I have reconnected with a lot of my childhood friends and I've heard them say, oh, I remember you always smiled a lot or you always were so nice. You always wore dresses. <laughs> and it that makes me feel so good. It makes me feel so good because I'm an individual who had some mean girl years, but always know that my, my foundation is kindness. So I'm on that journey to keep my kindness consistently flowing. And it feels so good to come across people who always remembered me as such, as kind. So know that when I talk to you, I'm on that same journey with you. And I mean it. Kindness is the way to go. I love you all. Please stay warm. And I look forward to talking with you next week. Thank you.